Welcome to Real Estate Business Explained. On this show, we share insights on what it really looks like to run a real estate business from the inside, the good, the bad, and the ugly. I'm Sean, and as a top agent, coach, and trainer, I've seen it all, and I want to share what I've learned with you. So whether you're just getting started or you've already got a lot going on and you're just looking for something new, I'm confident there's going to be something here for you. Let's get into it. Hey, welcome to the podcast. This episode is one I'm really excited about because it is where we bring it all together. We've been talking about hiring now for a long time, and I think it's justified because I think hiring someone is is a process that if you take it seriously and you put the time in, you're going to get the results that you need, okay? And today, what we're talking about is how to launch your new hire. You've got this shiny new person. You're so excited. You see all the best things in them. They've crushed every interview. They've, they've knocked your socks off. You're like, I see you as a complete rock star. You're now part of the team. What the hell do you do? That's what we're going to talk about, okay? So I wanted to say that a lot of the time when people first hire, they, especially your first one or two, you don't feel like you have a lot of value because you're like, oh man, I see these big rockstar people and they have all these trinkets and you know they've got all these systems and there's all these people around so like they're better than me so like I'm gonna give concessions to my first few hires I, I won't expect as much I'll I'll you know I'll, I'll make extra deals with them I'll do this I'll do that and I just want to say that right out the bat you hold an immense amount of value just by building a business to the point that it's big enough to justify having a few people all working together in it you clearly are someone who carries experience and and understanding and has built enough that like they would be lucky to see what you've done and get to tag along with you okay so this this process when you first hire someone is really where you need to know that by them coming into your world what you're giving them is you're teaching them how to create an outstanding income for themselves and that is something not to take lightly that is valuable okay so a lot of this is going to be about being firm okay and setting really clear expectations, making sure that they know what they're supposed to do, and then creating a structure that helps them do that, but also holds them accountable to it. And we're going to be checking in on them, you know, 30 days, 60 days, 90 days along the way, and we're going to be holding them to a standard. And that standard is going to be exactly what I'm going to hold the rest of my team to all along the way. So you're setting things in place right now that are going to be steadfast in your business in the long run, okay? And and you just need to get comfortable right out the gate that some of the people you bring in to your business aren't going to do it. And even if you did that whole interview process I talked about, you've got this perfect job profile, you sat them down and you said, you know, here's all the things you're going to do every day. Here's what I need to see come from you. And they're like, yeah, I got this. I got this. A lot of them just aren't going to do it. People have been, our society has created a world where a lot of people are more comfortable in an environment where they're being told what to do and being held to it every day, like clocked in, clocked out. Did you do your clicks? Did you make your, did you create your widgets? Did you answer those 12 emails? Did you enter the 50 lines of data I asked for? That's kind of where the majority of the workforce lives. If you think about our schooling systems, like it's kind of ingrained in us to operate that way, that nine to five mentality. In real estate, we've got this flexibility. And some people just can't cope with it. It's kind of weird. They get they they get into real estate because they want freedom. 
but they don't realize they need to work really hard and hold themselves accountable during the time that they said they were going to work in order to get that freedom. And what happens is they just kind of float around until they fall out of the business. It's kind of sad. Okay. So a lot of them are going to fall out of the business and that's just okay. You got to be okay with this because you can't want it more for them than they want it for themselves. They need to be the one driving this. I always told people like, if you push hard, I'll be right next to you pushing exactly as hard as you are, but I'm not going to push harder than you. You got to do that yourself. You're the one who's got to start the wheels turning here. The, the structure that you place around them is going to be a big part of helping them kind of learn that. Okay. So in their first 30, 60, 90 days, you might have like the perfect hire and you don't do all this stuff right. And you're going to screw them up. They're going to fall out of your business. Conversely, you might have a terrible hire because you just don't know what, what to look for yet. And you might spend way longer than 90 days with them in your business. And they're like damaging you and damaging your business, but you don't see it because you're not looking for it. And that's what this is all about. Okay. So the first thing that I just want to say is that this is where you really see if someone's going to work. One of my favorite ways to look at hiring people is I don't know if I can work with you till I've worked with you. And so I'll go through this whole interview process. I'll give someone an offer. I'll give them their first, you know, retainer or whatever. I'll bring them in. And then over the first 30, 60, and 90 days, like those first three months, that probationary period is really where I decide. So you have this person that you've hired, but you haven't really hired them. You are still evaluating them. And this is the most important evaluation. A lot of us feel like, oh, God, thank God. I went through all those stupid interviews Sean made me do. And now I can just plunge this person in and I can go back to doing what I want to do. And no, this is the most important time. But here's the cool thing. If you do it right and you set it up with a little bit of structure right now, what happens in the long run is you don't need to recreate that structure because if you just keep it in place, you can pop more and more and more people into it. And all of a sudden you've got this like culture and it just becomes like an assembly line that pushes out really talented people. It's super cool. Okay. So the first thing that we want to do is we want to set, uh, we want to reset our expectations for their first 90 days. And the way that I look at this is I'm going to give them guardrails and goalposts. Okay. So we've talked about this already. If, if you didn't listen to it, go back to episode 42. And in that episode, we talk about what we want to see from them and, and what we expect from them along the way in the first 30, 60, 90 days. I actually gave a bunch of examples. So you could literally just copy what I put in that episode and be a good way to kind of get started. Um, but what I want to do is I re want to reset with them the guardrails and the goalposts. And this is going to be exactly what you have in your contract. So you don't need to create anything right now. You're just going to sit down and go, welcome aboard. It's your first day. Let's look at your 30-day goals just to reinforce that. In your head, you're like, Sean, we just went over this. We just signed the contract. And I know exactly what's in there. We, and they know too. They, we don't need to redo this. But the thing is, they forgot. I guarantee they forgot. So you're just going to go quickly through it in reinforcement. Hey, by the way, you know, here's, here's your goalposts. Here are the big things I need to see for you to earn the right to stay on this team. And here are all the little things that we would love if you could get done. And that's like, you know, learning the CRM and figuring out how to, how to tag stuff and like all the titchy little details you got. Okay. And then the guardrails are going to be, by the way, here's what's going to earn your way out of the team. Okay. So by the way, like if you no show me in your first 30 days, I'm just not going to want to continue because I hate that. If you show up late a lot, same thing. 
If you drop the ball on a client or a promise to someone, same thing. If you're disrespectful, blah, blah, blah. You come up with your five or six things. And, and essentially, they'd be whatever the inverse is of your values, right? You've got the values that kind of how your team operates. Well, just what is it that is the opposite of that, okay? Um, and then what, what you want to do is create a structure. And I love to start building a business with way down the road in mind. So this might be your first hire, and that's cool. But if you think that you're going to go any further than you are right now, which hopefully you are planning to do, then what you need to do is think about what this looks like if you do it with more people or you do it more long term. Okay, so you're going to create a structure with this first person, and that structure is going to duplicate out to everyone else. So if you have a structure where every day you meet them and spend an hour with them, and then this, you know, later this year you hire four more people and you repeat that structure, it's going to completely swamp you. It doesn't make any sense. So what I like to do is set up a plan where I get this first person moving the same way that I plan to move everyone else forward. I'm going to tell you what really works. Okay. So here's the deal. When you first start with someone, I like to be a lot more intense. So what I do is more frequent check-ins, but a lot, of, um, but short. So I'm going to be checking in on them a lot. They're, it's their first month with me. I'm going to be checking in on them two, three times a day, but it's going to be a five-minute check-in. Hey, you know, first thing in the morning, what are your goals? Where are you? Sit down. Let's get started. I'll check back in in three hours, see how you did. Hey, how were your calls? What did you learn? What did you come up against? Here's what I would have done. Next time, try this. Great job. What are you doing this afternoon? Great. Check in at the end of the day. Okay, cool. Same thing, right? And I'm just going to rinse, wash, and repeat that because what I'm trying to do is I'm trying to set really narrow guardrails in the beginning so that they're not going to be able to veer too far off course. After a while, I've kind of set them on the right trajectory because I'm always around them, right? So I'm going to drop the middle of the day call or I'm going to drop the end of day call. And what I'm going to do is I'm going to start giving them a little more space because I want to see how they show up, okay? Cool thing is, think about this. If you did this with five people, would it take you any, any more time? Not really is the answer, right? Because if I'm doing three quick check-ins a day, I can do that with five people in 15 minutes. Okay, hey, give me your numbers, give me your numbers, give me your numbers, right? I'm just going to put them on a sheet. I'm going to say, great, what did we learn? What did you come up against with? Someone share a win, someone share an, a, a challenge they had. We'll talk about it as a group. Let's go, okay? So these can be really short. It doesn't need to take a lot of time. If you think I have 10 people doing that same rhythm, I can be done that stand-up in 15 minutes. And I can bring value to them. I can keep them in the guardrails. And ultimately, it gives me a huge amount of leverage. Now, I've got these little check-ins. What I'm also going to want to do is have a little bit of structured one-on-one -on -one time. Okay, If I'm working a larger group, I'm going to have to be really careful about how I structure this. And I'm going to want to do it in a relatively short amount of time. You can do a, a solid accountability conversation in 10, 15 minutes. So don't book half an hour unless it's necessary, okay? If you're just taking the numbers, talking about where they're at and talking about where they need to be, then that can be relatively quick. And in these quick one-on-ones, what, what you're really doing is telling them like, hey, if you're not doing the standards that we set out, all we're going to talk about is that. And yet, if you hit those standards, I'm going to talk to you about whatever you want to talk about. You want to talk about your cat. You want to talk about your wealth building goals. You want to talk about how to manage your time. You want to talk about how you're tired. I'm good. But I'm not going to listen to that stuff until I talk about what we need to do to keep you on this team, because that's our number one priority. Okay. Now, the other thing that you want to do is you want to have a time for the whole team to, to be together. So remember, we've got agents who are, are starting on our team. 
and I want to create quick and frequent check-in points every single day to help them stay in a tight trajectory. I'm going to create small opportunities for them to get together with me one-on-one, and that's where I'm going to have the harder accountability conversation because I'm not going to do that in public. And then I'm going to create group opportunities for us all to share together. On my team, we did this twice a week. We did Mondays and Fridays, and we, we were purposeful in choosing Mondays and Fridays because I wanted to block their weekends out. I didn't want every weekend to turn into a four-day weekend. That'll happen with real estate agents if you're not careful. So what we did was we got together on Monday for a very quick power, uh, power up. It was about a half hour long. We'd share our goals. We'd go through our pipelines. We'd share some wins. We'd welcome each other into the week, and then we'd get to work. And then Friday was typically a little bit longer. We typically would go for about 45 minutes, maybe an hour if we had a lot to talk about. We'd do our, our wins, our goals. We'd talk about our pipeline. Um, and more importantly, what we did was we opened the, the table to conversation. So we made it so that anyone on our team could bring up anything they wanted to talk about that they thought might make the team a better place to work, might help us write more business, might be a cool tool, might be a recommendation for how to fix a system. And we just talked about it. And what it did was it removed the he said, she said from the entire group, because if you weren't there, your opinion didn't count. And if you were there, we wanted to hear from you. And whatever the consensus was is exactly what we executed on. So it was just a really simple way to make sure that everyone's voice was heard. And it created this beautiful structure. Okay, so long term, as you get your agents further into their 90 days and beyond, this never stops. It just gets reduced in terms of the daily stuff. So instead of having three check-ins a day, I'm going to go down to two and then I'm going to go down to one. And when your team's up and running, This rhythm works beautifully because you've got two structured meetings with the entire group, Monday and Friday, and then Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, you've got a quick check-in where you're just running the numbers. And then, um, and then every week you have a quick check-in with each of your people. Usually you have that quick check-in and you'll also have 20 other quick phone calls just to work through things and talk about details and, and all that. But if you put this in place, it makes it really easy for you to get people moving without having to build anything new or start something back up. It's just going. All you're doing is you're putting another 15-minute one-on-one in your calendar and maybe a couple check-ins on that new team or new person on a daily basis. It's so clean. It's so simple. And it's a minuscule part of your calendar when you think about the amount of structure you can create for your group through doing it. Okay. In this process, you're also going to want to make sure that in addition to being part of this rhythm you've created for your whole team, you have structured check-ins at 30 days, 60 days, and 90 days with your new recruit. And these are going to be a little longer, probably 30 to 60 minutes. And what you're doing now is you're pulling out that goal sheet and you're saying, cool, let's see how we did. And this is like a self-evaluation. So I'm not going to tell them how they did. I'm going to show them the benchmarks, right? We had their, their guideline, guardrails and their goalposts. And I'm going to say, how did you do? And they're going to tell you what they did well. They're going to tell you why they didn't do the things they didn't do. And you are going to manage your standards. So this is where it gets hard because most of the time, they don't do all the stuff that they're supposed to do. And people struggle with being firm while still wanting to, you know, have people be happy to be around. So. What you need to remember is that you're not managing that person. You're managing a standard that they set. You are holding this standard and protecting it because the single most important thing in your business is that you have clear standards that everyone lives to. The minute anyone lives outside of the standards that you set, you have no standards. And the problem with that is that people will come in 
and they'll see a team that operates without standards. And they're either going to want to come in because there's someone who loves not having standards and is a, a low, low producer or a low achiever, or they're going to be a high achiever and they're going to come in and they're going to see a team without standards that's kind of sloppy and people are just kind of all doing their own thing. They're going to see themselves out. Your team is going to attract the kind of talent that you want it built out of. And the way that you do that is by having the right standards and by holding people to it. The cool thing is that as people show up and they work hard, you're going to unlock access to stuff. So there's benefits to them in actually living up to your expectations, helping contribute, being on time, doing all the stuff they're supposed to do, and, and, and helping you uphold that standard. So as people are showing up, as they're working harder, as they're showing you that they're throwing stuff in the pot, right? Like it's not just them showing up with their hands out, they're contributing. They're going to unlock access to you. They're going to unlock access to resources. So you might say, hey, you know what? Now that you've been doing this, we're going to get you this tool that'll make it more effective for you. Or, hey, you know, I saw that you're doing all the social media stuff you said you wanted to do. Well, great news. We're going to help you edit it or we're going to help you post it or we're going to help you reply to the comments or something like that. So you give them resources. They're going to unlock access to your database. I would not give a new agent access to my database for at least 30 to 60 days because I want to see what they do with their own people. I don't want you to screw my stuff up. I want you to go screw your own stuff up and learn and then come in and, and you can play with my toys. And then finally, I'm going to, at, at the very final frontier is I'm going to start giving you leads and clients, but that's not going to happen right away. People have this, a lot of people join teams with the goal being that they're going to get leads and, and deals and have low splits. And if this is the people that you're bringing into your business, you're bringing the wrong people in. So set the expectation that that's something that they earn along the way. And I like to tell people that the majority of your business is going to come from you. The value on my tool, team is the support you get, the systems we have, me, and you're going to learn how to make a lot of money. So if you want to learn how to make a lot of money, I'm where you want to be. Okay, guys, here's the reality. You're going to set all this stuff up. You're going to put these people in who you spent so much time evaluating and figuring out and, and you're convinced that they're the right person. And they're either going to sink or swim. And that's just the reality of our business. You can't want it more for them than you want it for yourself. And the most important thing is that you just stay firm with them. You just got to stay firm. And remember, rock stars don't want to be around people who don't have standards and are low producers. So you're better off to say goodbye to someone who's marginal early and wait and spend the time it takes to find the rock stars. The cool thing is, Sometimes you'll have someone who you weren't entirely sure was going to be the best and they show up and they just work so damn hard to get it that they turn out to be one of the best people you've ever brought onto your team. And the benefit of having all this structure is it kind of creates this self-cleaning oven where like they come in and if they show up, it's awesome. And if they don't, it's no problem because you're ready for the next one. So I hope that you do this on your, your team. It's simple. I know there was a whole bunch of little things, but really all we're doing getting really clear on expectations. We're going to create a rhythm, a, a structure for them to live in. We're going to live it ourselves. We're going to hold all of our team to the same standards. We're going to manage that. We're not going to worry about people. And we're going to just be comfortable with the fact that it's okay if they don't live up to it. I can still love you. I can still think you're great. I can still help you along your way. But it's going to be a better deal for you to not be on my team if you're not going to do all this stuff and get up to a level of, of production that justifies the, the arrangement financially when you're on a team, because you'll be better off just doing two or three or five deals on your own. To be on a team, it only makes sense if you're doing all the stuff 
And then it's a great deal. So I would rather hold really fast to this and help them on their way on the way out than try to make it work for someone who's marginal, damage my team, and in the end, hurt them because I'm not really giving them what they deserve and what they need to make it work on a team. So give it a try, put it in place, run it, and just don't stop. And when you put people in, you won't even notice it affect your calendar or anything because you're already going to be doing all the things they need. I hope this brought you some value. This was one of the biggest game changers when we built this into our team. And I hope that you put this in place. And, uh, and if you do, you're going to crush it. All right. Thanks for your time. Thanks for listening, guys. We'll catch up next week. And as always, I'm grateful for your time.